Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. I want to do this morning, I want you to to capture, not only just follow his presence, but these two main words. If you have an outline, you'll see that they're highlighted for you throughout the the context of our note-taking. It's follow me. Go ahead and say that with me. Follow me. Now, obviously you understand it's talking about Jesus Christ. These are the the passages that I'm going to look at today. Normally I'll grab one passage and kind of stay in it, but I went to the book of Matthew, and we can look at all the Gospels and find this phrase, but I wanted to stay in the context of just uh, the perspective of Matthew as he's reflecting on the, the stories of Christ and some of the things that he experienced when he walked with Christ. And these are the words of Christ that we're going to look at today. So we're going to look at several passages in Matthew, but they're all going to contain this phrase, follow me. And so I believe the Lord has something for us today as we kind of fill in these, these blanks and, and use this. And, and so I want to lay this foundation. If, if you're here or if you're watching online and you're not a follower of Christ, I'm praying by the end of this service that you'll give your heart to Jesus because he's worth following. And you'll be able to sing the song that we just sang, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Uh, The cross before me, the world behind me, I'm going to hold on to Jesus Christ. And we have a hope in that. Anybody have a hope in Christ you're you're holding on to? And that's why we come back together week after week to be in his presence because we have found hope in Jesus Christ. For those who haven't called on his name, you want to do that. For those who've already called on his name, we want to keep making that declaration. I'm not letting go of Christ because he hasn't let go of me. And we're going to hold on to each other tightly. And he's going to help me through this journey. And, and that's another phrase we use a lot, this journey of life. And this, this journey of, uh, of being the church and, and being the, the obedient body of Christ. So there's a journey that's, uh, that we've been on. There's a journey that God is keeping us on. And there's a journey ahead of us. And, and we want to be faithful to that. And so I pray that this message today will also encourage you to to keep following him and keep serving him. So let's fill in some of these, these blanks today. This first one is follow me quickly. These are the words of Christ. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And this is what Jesus said to them. He says, follow me. Let's go ahead and do that this morning. Anytime you see those words bolded, go ahead and say it with me. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Immediately. And again, as I walk through these passages, uh, we're going to walk through some of these pretty quickly. We may not go real deep, but I believe the Lord wants to get our attention about following him. He, he says, immediately they left. The response that they had was an immediate response. Uh, they followed him quickly. I want to submit again to those that may be watching online or someone that may not have made that decision to follow Christ, you need to 
make that decision quickly. Don't be late. Don't belabor on it. Don't just wait on it. Don't say, I'll try maybe next week. Uh, there's a song when I was growing up. It was a popular youth camp song that everybody who sung specials would sing, but it was called Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. I'll give my life tomorrow. But how many knows that tomorrow may never come, right? Uh, and I'm not talking about little Annie Orf or Orphan Annie. I I'm talking about in our life right now that tomorrow may never come for us. We have to realize he's calling, he's knocking on our hearts today. If you're not a follower of Christ, you need to make that decision to follow him quickly. Uh, I'm praying even the spirit of the Lord move on those that, that are hearing a message like this, that they can't even wait till the altar call, but that the Lord moves on their heart, that they come up in the middle of a message. How many believes that day's not over, that God can knock on heart's doors uh, in the middle and say, even that happened in the, in the New Testament, right? Uh, when Peter was preaching uh, at the house of Cornelius, they were right there ready to receive what God had. So we need to respond quickly. Maybe this is not for the ones who haven't called on the name of the Lord, but this may be for ones who already have. We need to respond quickly when he says to do something. We need to drop our nets, whatever we're doing. If he's saying do this, uh, forget what you're doing right now. That You need to turn your attention to what Christ is saying. Uh, you can't get too busy uh, on doing other things and forgetting what Christ is saying. Let our ears be open what you're saying to me right now, and let's follow him quickly. The next passage I want you to look at is Matthew chapter 8. Follow me unhesitantly. Yes, that is a word. I made sure. I looked it up to say, is I making this up? No, unhesitantly is in the, is in the dictionary. And, uh, and so we've got to, without haste, we need to follow him without any hesitation. We need to follow him. And this is the passage here. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, that may seem like a harsh statement. And even this uh, person, the disciple, is not talking about one of the, the 12. There was a lot of people that were following Christ and following his ministry. And, and Jesus gave this, uh, uh, this, this call right there to this person to follow. Now, you missed it. I didn't hear anybody yell out, follow me. So get it ready for the next time, okay? But uh, uh, the, the, this, this, this disciple, the one who was just kind of following around, Christ is saying, I want you to forget everything and just follow after me. And he began to make excuses. And that's what this passage is about. Uh, this wasn't Jesus being cruel. It wasn't like his father was laying on his deathbed or, or his dad just passed away. Uh, he's saying it could happen at some time. Uh, and, and I did some research and, and there's some rituals back then that even some, even after a year would have another ceremony and it, it could be even in that context. But the point of the passage is Jesus is saying, I'm calling you to follow me. And in order to do this, uh, for this calling, you need to lay everything aside. Don't make any excuses. Excuses. Uh, things will work themselves out. How many knows that God's not going to leave us uh, and, and make us look bad and that God's going to help us through any situation? And he's saying to him, are you really serious about following me? If you are, then you need to do this without hesitation. The, this morning again, this, uh, this urgency about following Christ is without hesitation. I'm going to follow him completely. And we'll hear that word later on too. Completely, without reservation, I want to surrender all of him. Don't keep anything of your life back from God. Uh, give it all to him this morning. Follow me. The next passage, and I hope I don't run through this too fast. Some of you may be like, hey, we got a 20 minute message today. It, I don't know yet. I'm not done. But listen, follow me despite your past. I hope I get a big amen there. No matter what you were or who you were, 
follow him. Leave the past behind. It, it is that beautiful. Isn't that what we're just saying? The world behind me. The cross is before me. The world behind me. I'm leaving it all behind. Despite my past, I'm going to follow him wholeheartedly. Let's look at the passage then. Matthew chapter 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. There you go. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And that's a longer passage, but here's the context that we see. Jesus is hanging out with some tax collectors and sinners. And, and we realize, as even we talked about last week, tax collectors didn't have a good reputation. They were known to be liars and cheaters and, and deceivers. And they, they, would, they would steal and, and they would take more than what they deserved. And, and so they didn't have a good reputation. And so when Jesus begins to hang out with them, they're wondering, why is Jesus spending time with them? Because they needed to be changed. That's why. And how many in here needs to be changed? Uh, you're going to be changed by spending time with Jesus. That's what we saw in Zacchaeus' life, right? He, he spent time with Christ and, and he was changed. He was, a, he was a tax collector that was uh, deceitful. And so we see here that Jesus says, because he hears the grumbling of the people. There's always going to be grumbling of the people. Don't listen to the grumbling of the people. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, that's what is coming out of this. And, and, and keep your eyes off of your past. Give it to Jesus Christ. And here's what he says. I'm hanging out with those who need a physician. I didn't come to those who are already whole. I came to those who are sick. How many can say I was sick? I was undone. I was, I was lost. I needed a savior. And we raise our hands and say, in spite of my past, I'm giving it all to Jesus Christ today. I'm following you. But then he says this in verse 13. He says, you need to learn Take some time. Get your eyes off the, of the situation that you're looking at. Get your eyes off of, of, the, of the people that you think I'm hanging out with that I, that I shouldn't be. And really catch on to this. You need to go back and learn this. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Now, if you were looking at this context, this is actually Jesus quoting from the book of Hosea chapter 6. And I brought this out in a message not long ago, but I want to bring it out again because it falls into the context here. If you look at the beginning of Hosea chapter 6, it's this, the call of repentance uh, uh, for, for Israel. And if you know the story of the book of Hosea, and we won't go through all that today, but it was uh, this story of, of a husband that was faithful and that kept loving his wife in spite of her actions. Her actions were she was living a, a life of holotry and a, as a prostitute, and she kept being unfaithful to her husband. But God kept saying to Hosea, go back to your wife. Uh, keep taking her in. And he says, why do I keep doing it? He goes, I'm doing this because I want you to see what I'm doing for you. I keep taking Israel back in, even though they're, they're faithless. Uh, and, and God even talks about their faithless uh, in, in uh, like verse 4 of being like the dew of the, of the morning. It's there, but by midday it goes away. 
you're faithful. He's saying to Israel, and he, and he can say this even to the church. We've got to keep our faith in him. We've got to keep our faith active in him because I don't want to have the same call that they did of repentance because of unfaithfulness. He's saying to the church, you need to be faithful, not just for a moment, but you need to be faithful every moment. You can't just be faithful on a Sunday morning. You've got to be faithful all the time. And this is, the, the, this is what Israel was doing. They were faithful, but it was like the dew of the morning. It was there, and then it would disappear. And Jesus is saying to us, I want you to be faithful completely. You need to learn what this is. I desire mercy, which is a, in another translation, I desire that you'll show love more than just giving sacrifices. You need to show love to one another. You need to receive one another. You need to comfort one another because that's what's, a, that's what's magnifying Christ. That's what's being an example like Christ is showing our love. It's not about just the gifts. It's not just about the acts. Anybody can bring a bull to the sacrifice, but are you going to love your neighbor as you love yourself? That's what Jesus is talking about. Are you going to demonstrate love? And that's what the enemy wants to mess up. Someone say amen. He wants to get in the mess of things. He wants to bring confusion and division. He wants to drive out love because he knows that love covers a multitude of sins. That's from the word of God. And so Jesus is saying, if you're going to follow after me, you got to quit looking at people and their circumstances because yes, they're a mess because they're in sin, but love will help them. Love will be with, be with them, not to excuse their sin, but it'll help you love them in spite of their sin. And because not only you need to follow me in spite of your past, you need to let others know that they can follow Christ in spite of their past. And you've got to be willing to let go of their past so they can move forward. Is it easy? No, it's not easy when you're getting beat up all the time and you're getting hurt all the time. And you're getting disappointed all the time. But Jesus didn't give up on you and he doesn't want to give it, you giving up on those. Does anybody have somebody that you just need to keep praying for? Go ahead right now. Lord, we're praying. We've done it again and again. We pray for our lost loved ones. We're not going to give up. It's hard sometimes, but we're not going to give up because you have not given up on them. So follow me despite your past. The Lord desires mercy, not just sacrifice. He's come to call the, not the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Lord, you're still doing it. I thank the Lord for the testimonies we saw one salvation last week. Praise the Lord for that. Even this month, we saw two others. We praise the Lord for, for that. Amen. Are you glad for that? We heard testimonies around the, around the state of others. Uh, I've seen one church, they had 85 people give their heart to the Lord. I think it was in Alabama. You guess what? The Lord can do that here too. There's going to be a day. I'm just going to go ahead and prophetically say, there'll be a day. It's not going to be one, one week and, and two, but there's going to be multitudes. How many believes in that? Uh, prophetically pray that with me. Lord, bring in the, the multitudes. Uh, Lord, we, we desire that. We want to be faithful to you. And we declare that it's going to happen in Jesus' name. The next passage is Matthew chapter 16. Follow me to find life. Follow me to find life. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross and follow me. Next verse. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. 
For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. To find life, we have to follow Christ. There's still many that are searching for the meaning of life. It's in Jesus Christ. I know that you know this, and, and you're like, why are you preaching this today? Because this is the word of God when he says, follow me. We're going to keep holding on to what is God telling us. And, and I, and this end of this verse, this is the words of Christ. How many wants to hold on to the words of Christ? This is not just some preacher or prophet. This is Jesus saying this, and he says, he will reward each according to his works. Works means doing something for the kingdom. It's as simple as that. Doing something for the kingdom. But you can't get caught up in just doing something and thinking that's good enough. It's about the relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not just about doing the works. Anybody can do works, but it's when your heart is right with Christ is the reason why you're doing the works. And if our heart is right with Christ, then we'll find something to do. Yes, I'm going to say that again. If our hearts are right with Christ, then we're going to find something to do. That's why today is a great day to have a, a volunteer meeting for Children's Church. And I wanted you to go ahead and hear about this. Uh, come and stay after church. We're, we're going to have enough food for, for everybody. And it doesn't mean that you have to teach every week. I know some are scared if I commit to this. No, our whole philosophy is that we want to see the rotation of teams so people can be in service. How many likes being in service? How many likes being in? But how many knows that there's others who haven't had that opportunity, so we want to make room for them? We, we say make room, let's make room. And so if we do this together, all of us can enjoy service and all of us can find a place of serving. It doesn't mean all of us are going to be in children's church, uh, but we're going to find that place. And there's some of you who can, uh, you're afraid. I don't know if I can teach it again. Some of it's not just about teaching. We need to, some eyes on little ones. How many knows that's important? And, and, and so everybody can find a, uh, can find a place. Uh, and so we need your help. So stay today. Uh, if you're here just to hear the information, see what we have. And, and so that was a good plug in. That wasn't meant to be, but I, I did it anyway. Work means doing something for the kingdom. And, and, and Christ wants all of us who are faithful to him, who follow him, to find some place of service. You've heard me say that a time again, and we'll keep saying that over and over, because that is a call for every one of us to find that place of service. It, it may be in uh, operations on a Sunday morning, maybe outside of a, a, a Sunday morning group, and, uh, but whatever it is, we need to be doing something for the kingdom of God. Serving is part of being uh, a, a follower, follower of Jesus Christ. Doing something, it's more than, and, and again, this, this week, and, and I'll make, it's on our, our our Indiana State website, if you get a chance, go back and listen to some of the prayer calls. Our overseer got onto this uh, even this week about, about serving. And so there's some things that I'll say that I pick up from other people, but hey, he, we're not saved to sit, but we're saved to serve. <laughs> Someone say that. We're not saved to sit, but we're saved to serve. Every one of us can find someplace. It, it may just be once a month. It, it may be uh, something that's special, but there's a time that all of us can find a place to serve. And I want to encourage you, you will not have fulfillment in your journey with Jesus Christ if you're not serving somewhere. You, you, that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us motivated. I love worship service. So you understand that. But there's something about serving the kingdom that brings joy. Amen? The next one is Matthew chapter 19. 
Follow me completely. Now behold, one came, this is verse 16, one came to say to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. So Jesus is beginning to have this dialogue with this person that has a question. How do I, how do I have this e- eternal life? How do I have life, really? Verse 18, he said to him, which ones? Uh, which commandments should I keep? Jesus replies, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You should honor your mother and your father. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go and and sell what you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Look at this, this passage. It's It wasn't that Jesus didn't want this young man not to have anything. He realized it was easy to keep the commandments, but this young man was still wanting to, how do I follow you? I I do these things. I'm keeping the all these the commandments. I'm, I'm doing all I'm expected, but I still feel like there's something missing. And that's what the Lord wants from us. He doesn't want us just to keep rituals. He doesn't want us just to keep a, a the things that are expected. Yes, there's things that we do because we're expected, but he wants us to be sold out to him completely. That there's not one thing that I own. There's not one thing that I do. There's not one part of me that I'm not willing to give to the Lord. And this is what he recognized in this, this young man. You can follow me. I'm going to give you this special call of leaving it all behind and following after me if you're willing. And the young man was troubled because he wasn't willing to give up things that he, that he gained in this world. Can I let you know the things that you gain in this world, they will perish. Uh, they'll break down. Uh, uh, they'll cost you more than that you were expecting uh, and, and it's not, the things that you keep holding on to are not worth it if it's getting in the way of serving Jesus Christ completely. There's not a house, there's not a car, there's not a person worth holding on to if it's going to get in the way. I'm not telling you to get rid of your husband and wife. Huh? No, you stay with me here. I'm saying, though, you can't let anybody get in your way of serving Christ. You've got to serve him completely. So I'll go down this line. Serving him completely means I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you completely in everything I do, no matter what everybody else is doing. I'm going to follow you. We're going to get there in just a a second. But this idea of being completely surrender. Completely surrender. Now, we look at at the scriptures. We look at the accounts in the gospels. Jesus didn't go up to every single person and give this call. But I want to let you know that this call does go out to all of us to hear the words of Christ. When he's calling your name, we talked about that last week. He's calling every one of us that he wants to have a deep relationship with you. Everyone who's watching online, Christ wants to have a deep relationship with you. He has a plan for you, a plan to prosper you, a plan to help you, a plan to use you for his kingdom. Every one of us can make an impact in somebody else's life.
together as we surrender completely to him. So let's do the Bible. Are you ready? For those that might be new here or again, maybe just tune in for the first time. It happens almost every week that we end a message with this. Let's do the Bible. This is a connecting point. This is a point that the Lord has given me as a, as a pastor in this season of my ministry of not just preaching a word, but giving a, a challenge, giving a point of action. It's like having a meeting. Anybody been in a meeting before and you talk about a lot of stuff, but no one has ever given an assignment. And so you come back to the next meeting. It's like, well, did we do anything that we did in the last meeting? Did we accomplish it? It's like, no. Why? It's because nobody was given the task to do. And there's been a lot of times growing up in church and, and that I've never been challenged at times after the message to go do something. It was a good message. I thank you. I, I, I moved me at the moment. I want to be moved more than just at the moment. How many knows in this journey that we're in, it, it takes this, this walk and the discipleship. And, and so I need to do something. So let's do the Bible is, is that for us. I want to encourage you, every person, to, to pick this up again sometime this week and think about it, reflect on it. You may already have your discipleship plan. I'm just encourage you, find two minutes to go back and reflect at this some point in the week. But before I read the Let's Do the Bible, I want you to hear this, this definition of this spite that comes out of Oxford. Without being affected by. Despite. It means without being affected by. So here's another follow me phrase that I want to give you this morning. Follow me despite others. This is what Christ is saying. To follow me despite others. Well, what does that mean? This week, I want you to read John 21. It's the end of the book of John where Christ is, after his resurrection, he's meeting with the disciples. There's a great scene that he has talking with Peter. And this is the passage, at the end of the passage, where the Lord got a hold of my heart when I was searching out, what do we preach on? I wasn't looking for something particular for any situation. I was looking at what was Christ doing after his resurrection. I wanted, to, I wanted you to hear my thinking and how the Lord led me to this passage. That's important at times because sometimes people want to try to figure out, well, what is this about? This is not about anything other than following me and trusting the Lord. And I wanted you to hear how the process works sometimes in my life. Because I, I don't open up a, a sermon manual and like, okay, there's the next sermon series. I, I trust the Lord to lead me to share the word. And aren't you glad for confirmation? Yes. Two songs today. It didn't just take one. It took two to put the stamp on it. Boom. At the beginning, at the end. And in that is follow me. So before we get into the passage, I want you to hear this and then we'll back up and, and talk about this again. But just, just take this in for a moment. This week, read this passage. Follow Jesus without being affected by. That's the definition. Despite. Despite these things. Without being affected by the behaviors, personalities, attitudes, sins, and decisions of others. This walk is about you and Christ. Now, let me show you the passage of why this came out, and then we can talk about it. John chapter 21, verse 20. Then Peter 
turn it around, saw the disciple. This is after the resurrection of Christ, okay? This is one of the last scenes Jesus is with his disciples. He says, and this is, he saw Jesus, and he saw the one who loved Jesus following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper. Remember that last supper, we, we see the, the beloved leaning against Jesus, and they're there. And they asked, Lord, who is the one who will betray you? This is John asking at that table, who's going to betray you? Jesus says, somebody's going to betray me. Who, who's going to betray you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, and, he, and he's talking about now Judas. He says, what about this man? What are you going to do about this man? This is after the resurrection of Christ. So that means Jesus was already crucified, right? How did Jesus get crucified? Well, we know he gave his life up freely, but we know that Judas went and, and betrayed Jesus. That's how the scene unraveled. And so the disciples had this question, what are you going to do about this one that betrayed you? Jesus said to him, if I will that he will remain till I come, what is that to you? And here it was, you Follow me. Verse 23. Then this is a saying went out among the brethren that the disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? So go back to let's do the Bible. Follow Jesus without being affected. Again, I submit to you, I was just looking at what Christ did. And the words, follow me, stood out in that passage. So I just started eating on that. What is, and then I began to look at what, what, is, what was that going on right there. They were concerned about people. How many knows in this life you're going to deal with people? You're going to deal with it in your families. You're going to deal with it in work. And just in, in, in church life, you're going to deal with, with people. And the enemy wants to get in the middle of everything. He's subtle that way. And so us following Christ means I follow Christ despite of anything. I follow Christ despite of my wife. I love my wife. I'm glad she loves Christ. But her relationship with Christ doesn't determine my relationship with Christ. I'm glad that she wants to be here with me in service, but there may be some watching online, there may be some here that don't have that, that story, but you can't let your walk with Christ be determined how your spouse is following Christ. And even the scripture addresses that and says, you who are believing, you love, and he's, he's talking to women, uh, Paul is, he's like, you serve Christ with all your heart, and you may even win over your unbelieving spouse because of your relationship, because you're not following me because of them, you follow me despite of them. That doesn't mean that it's in a negative way. It means I'm not affected by them no matter what. My walk in Jesus Christ is my walk in Christ alone. I'm glad we encourage each other, but my salvation is not based on her salvation. My salvation is based on that Jesus paid a price for me. Jesus called my name and he called your name. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You have a per personal relationship with Christ. You can't drag anybody into heaven with you. You can drag them to the gates, but if they haven't called on the name of the Lord, they're going to say, stop, you're not allowed to come in. But we have the job and the task to keep believing and keep living our life before others as true, authentic believers. So I can't be affected by behaviors, positive or negative, of other people. 
politically, in the government, locally, federally, the state, that doesn't determine my relationship. I'm involved in those things. I'm an American. I'm a Hoosier. I'm a citizen here of, of Portage, so it matters what goes on, but that doesn't determine my relationship with Christ. I'm following Christ no matter what. I have decided I'm not turning back. No matter what happens, I'm going to serve Him. I'm going to be sitting here on the front row, standing on the front row, worshiping Him no matter what happens in our government, no matter what happens in our state. No matter if war breaks out, how many knows in the end time there's, there's going to be rumors and there's going to be wars? Amen. And there's going to be some that are not going to know how to respond. They're going to get scared. They're going to be fearful. But I shall not fear because I know the Lord is on my side. Even though the mountains be trembled and crumbled into the sea, I'm going to keep my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to show up. I'm going to worship him in spite of whatever's going on. You can read the rest of the list. It's about following him completely. We love you, Lord Jesus. Again, I submit that not because of any situation or any person. It's about the Lord leading my heart to a verse. Follow me. As you stand to your feet this morning. There may be somebody in this room, maybe somebody watching online, or a number to reach me is on the line. If you need to, the prayer prayer today to follow Christ, this is the time. Is there anyone in this room today that says, I need to follow him? If you're here, make the decision quickly. Don't wait. The Lord's already been moving on your heart throughout this service. Don't wait. Don't wait. Let this be right now the time. Follow him. Is there anyone? If there is, just come, come down. Is there anyone today? Amen. So then the call is for the rest of us. If you've made that decision, I'm following Christ. And I'm not going to let anything get in my way of following Christ. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to follow him despite others. Despite those in my in my household, that may be hard. There, there's some that deal with, you have a hard time. It, it's, a, it's a fight at home at times. And God sees you where you're at. And he knows what you're facing. You're not in it by yourself. You're not alone. There may be some watching in line. There may be some conflict at home because one of you want to come to church and the other one doesn't. And so you decide to stay. Go ahead and come. Amen. Go ahead and come. Make the decision on your own. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. If you, if you need a ride, if you're a teenager and your parents are not coming, you need a ride, we'll find you a ride. That's how bold we need to be in this last day. It, 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 I'm sorry. I'm tired of the shutdown. It, 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 it shut down too many things. We've got to come back. We've got to, re- we've got to get back in the house of the Lord because his return is near. His return. So you don't sing, I've decided to follow him. If you don't want to follow him to the house of the Lord, this is where we are to be to worship together. 
This is where we this is where we're here to hear from the word of God. Now, I know some are not able to make it at times. We're not getting on to you about that. But if you're able, you need to be in the house of the Lord. So if you're here this morning and you've made that declaration, I followed Christ and you want to just come and make a time of prayer. Let's just find a place around the altars. If you're able to the front rows are open, if you need to sit down, let's just dedicate a few moments this morning before we leave to just to follow Christ. And if you hang out long enough, you can have some food with us in the back. But I just want to follow Jesus Christ right now. I'm following him this morning. Will you follow him? Lord, I just pray a covering over this congregation, over every one of us that are here today and watching. We pray for your blessings in our life. We pray you help us. We know that we are not alone and we've chosen to follow you. Your Holy Spirit is with us because the story doesn't end there. As we're ending into this Pentecost season, we realize that you ascended. You didn't just stay dead. You rose again from the dead, but then you ascended to heaven to send to us the Holy Spirit, the comforter who walks with us. Lord, you're walking with us. The Holy Spirit, you're walking with us. And that's how we can follow you completely. So Lord, we surrender our life to you again today. We pick up our cross today. We follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as a follower of Jesus Christ, one of the things that we want to do is make sure that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts are right, right? Anybody ever deal with that? Go ahead and raise your hand. But that's why we say this. So I want to encourage you, don't just say this on Sunday, but say this in the morning. Not at the end of the night because you're going to sleep unless you sleep talk. You need this in the morning time. Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You're dismissed.